get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs, with 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Gary Gramling of Sports Illustrated, kind enough to take a few ta- a few minutes with us on this day after the Super Wild Card Weekend in the NFL. Gary, thanks so much for your time. How you doing? I'm good. Uh, yeah, what a, uh, boy, what a night. <laughs> yeah, what a weekend. And, and I loved, by the way, the start of your piece, the lead to your piece today, talking about Lamar Jackson. And, and I ran down the list of quarterbacks who were a lot older than Lamar when they got their first playoff win. People like Brady, Breeze, Manning, Favre, Rivers, Rodgers. Uh, there were a lot of people that lost a lot of playoff games before Lamar Jackson did in, in their careers. It took a lot longer for them to get to a playoff win. I know it, the the whole thing has just been ridiculous. With you know, it, it, whether it's he can't win a playoff game or he can't come back in a game, well, he hasn't had very many opportunities to do either of those things throughout his career. So he's he's one and two now. He he just turned twenty four years old, and now he has a playoff win. He has a comeback playoff win, and and now we get to sort of throw that out and actually uh, talk about football like we're all adults here. <laughs> Gary, the game last night was so entertaining, having the Cleveland Browns come out to a 28 to nothing lead over the Pittsburgh Steelers. But after the game, Randy and I were just talking about this. Seeing Big Ben look at the field in the way that he did, we both wondered if that was the end of the road for him. So obviously you don't know what he's thinking, but if you had to, to look at his career, do you think that this is going to be the end of the road for Ben Roethlisberger? I think it might be. I mean, it just uh, obviously physically he's not able to do what he once was, and that has to be uh, just extremely frustrating for him but uh it's one thing to sort of you know be in decline physically and you got to do some things differently their whole offense was so limited all season i mean it, they were just terrified of him taking any hits and i, I just don't know how you can go through uh, another full season like that the only thing i throw out there i don't know if there was something going on with his knee that was a little more serious than they let on with the injury report if it turns out there was some uh, uh much more severe injury that's just speculation on my part but uh it, i i I don't see how he can go back out there for another season like this one. And I really don't see how the Steelers can go out for another season with him at quarterback if you're going to have to play uh, this very limited uh, style of football that they had to play in, in 2020. And it looks, Gary, like the Browns are real. We know the Ravens are real. So the Steelers, they have to be at a higher level now than they've been for some time. The Ravens have been good. But now that you have two teams in the division that are competitive, you better be pretty good yourselves. I know, and, and the one thing, teams with elite defenses, it's always nice to have an elite defense. It's hard to keep a defense playing at that kind of level for, multi, for multiple years. Uh, you know, basically your stars have smaller uh, sort of windows of their prime on that side of the ball. Uh, you know, you, it's just difficult to, to keep all 11 guys together. You kind of saw it with Chicago. Uh, the Bears are still a very good defense. They're not nearly at the level they were in 2018 where they could just carry a team to the playoffs. So, uh, you <laughs> You want to find a quarterback, I guess, is uh, is the easiest way to do this thing. Gary, speaking of quarterbacks, the guy that we know here in St. Louis, even though we didn't see a lot of him here in St. Louis because he was the backup quarterback. Most popular guy in town, though. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We got a great gif of him after the, the Battlehawks celebrated. But it was Taylor Heineke. Um, and he went out and had a really impressive performance for the Washington football team. If you're in charge in Washington, do you make sure to lock him up for next season? 
it feels like, you know, I, I don't want to say it's like your number one priority or anything. It's easy. He's not your quarterback of the future necessarily, but uh, you want him on the roster. You certainly want him there. I, I think he's their backup next year at the very least, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if he ends up being their bridge guy. You just see what they were putting out there this, this year. Those, uh, the, the three guys they, they were playing, none of them were really capable of – basically playing in the NFL at this point. I, I'm not sure how else to say it. I know it sounds harsh, but uh, Taylor Heineke just gave them a level of quarterbacking that they haven't gotten. It's probably a, sort of a, a backup caliber quarterbacking, but uh, <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. And obviously he knows the coaching staff. He knows the system for being down in Carolina for a little bit. So uh, I think he's back there next year. I don't think it's as a starter, but I wouldn't be surprised if you know they go with the rookie quarterback and Taylor Heineke ends up seeing uh, maybe four or five starts at the beginning of the year. Gary Grambling of Sports Illustrated with us on 101 ESPN and Gary, I, I'm not a hot take guy, but I look at that defensive line and I I see the way that uh, Jack Del Rio helps players get better. And I know that Ron Rivera is great. That team might be one that's a really good quarterback away from being a really good team. Yeah, it, it feels like their defense is just sort of getting to that level where uh, uh, they're already one of the, you know, I, I don't have a ranking in front of me, but I, I'd say they're probably uh, right around top five right now, yeah. and they're probably on the rise at this point, and they're so good up front. Uh, it's it's kind of, <laughs> you know, no offense to Jack Del Rio, it's, it's kind of hard to screw that up when you have that much uh, high-pedigree talent up front because all those draft picks have kind of uh, uh, panned out. You've seen what Chase Young has done. Jonathan Allen uh, might have been even better than Chase Young. It kind of gets overlooked on that defensive line. So uh, things are, are, you know, kind of looking up for Washington here because, again, it's it's just it's easier to find that one player, which is the quarterback. Uh, and I know it's difficult to find a quarterback, but it's easier to do that than to build up an entire unit on the other side of the ball. Gary, I want to ask you about one piece of news that we got over the weekend that didn't pertain to the games. We know that Deshaun Watson is unhappy in Houston and that there's been reports out there that he may seek a trade. Uh, Chris Mortensen actually had that he might consider the Miami Dolphins, which would be an interesting uh, proposition for both sides. What do you think is the best future for Deshaun Watson? Do you think that he should try to seek a trade or do you think that he should wait and see who the head coaching hire is in Houston and go from there? Oh boy, I, I I really don't uh, think things are going to end well in in Houston. There, uh, it, 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 they have an owner who doesn't listen to the voices that he should be listening to, and that's a huge problem there going forward. Uh, I would I would probably want out too if I were Deshaun Watson. I don't think Nick Casario. Uh, in a million years, wants to be the guy known as as the person who traded Deshaun Watson. So I. I feel like they probably work it out one way or another, but uh, Miami's probably the only place that, that makes sense just because they actually have draft capital in that number three pick, uh, whereas if you're Houston and you have to trade Deshaun Watson, wherever you send them, they're probably going to be a, a 9, 10, 11 win team for the next couple of years, so you're not getting a high draft pick for him, and uh, that that's an issue there. I, I, and I realize the Texans did just go 4-12 four, four with Deshaun Watson, but that's really difficult to do. Wouldn't that be amazing looking back if essentially the the Dolphins would be able to get Deshaun Watson for Tua they, they get, and Larry Laramie Tunsil? That'd be the the trade if they would get the number three back, right? 
<laughs> I know. And, and look, it, uh, you know, obviously we're talking hypotheticals here, but uh, uh, for Miami, you do it in a second. I mean, it, there's no doubt. And, and whatever you think of Tua, Tua is, is, uh, has not really shown you anything that suggests he could, he could uh, rise to the level of Sean Watson. So uh, if they have that opportunity, they have to jump on it. Hey, I want to get your take on what's going on in Chicago. Uh, is Nagy the guy? They've never had a losing season. They've made the playoffs two out of three years. But, man, they looked undisciplined yesterday. And I understand that he doesn't have the quarterback. They aren't in a position to, to score a lot of points. But is Nagy still the guy in Chicago? Well, yeah, it, it, it sounds like they think he is. And I guess that's the only opinion that matters. Uh, and, look, he, he was not there when they drafted Mitchell Trubisky. So uh, you do sort of, uh, you know, okay, he gets to bring in his guy going forward. And, and I absolutely think they're bringing a new guy because uh, he does not trust Trubisky at all. You could see that the last two weeks. Uh, you can't run an offense that scaled back and say you're going you're gonna, to uh, keep Mitchell Trubisky. But uh, as far as Matt Nagy goes, it, it's – you know, I, I don't know what goes on with those receivers specifically, whether it's Javon Wims uh, last time they played the Saints or, or Anthony Miller getting tossed this time. Uh, I don't necessarily think it's a widespread thing, but it, it's just it's embarrassing. And, uh, and again, when you go out there and you're running an offense that uh, looks like you're running it for a guy who's in his first or second NFL start, uh, that's not your answer at quarterback. That's not even a bridge guy at quarterback. That, that just has to, that has to end. Mitchell Trubisky has to go somewhere else, and uh, Matt Nagy needs a new guy under center. Gary, let's look down the road. Which two teams do you think are going to meet in the Super Bowl? Well, the Chiefs, and, and that's, that's not bold at all. I, I, do, think the, uh, I do think the Saints uh, are still my pick in the NFC. Uh, it's kind of a coin flip if they go out to Lambeau. Uh, I think in the neutral field, they're better than the Packers, but uh, Lambeau's an equalizer there, and, and I, I don't know. That's, that's not very bold. That's not very exciting, but uh, I, I don't really see any reason to move off those two teams at this point. High of 24 in Green Bay on Sunday. I don't think that bodes well for somebody that had uh, thumb surgery 13 days ago. I know that's going to be a very uncomfortable game for for probably both offenses. I, I, Brandon Staley uh, and Sean McVay certainly know what uh, Matt Lafleur wants to do there, so that that one could be uh, uh, that one could be beautiful and ugly out there. Follow Gary Grambling on Twitter at gramling underscore si. Four thousand five hundred eighty four words of takes. It's fantastic, <laughs> Gary. I'm thanks so, so sorry. Much. <laughs> no, it was brilliant. We loved it. So thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Want more ways to show your good side to the world? 
Donate plasma at a Griffles Center and join thousands of donors who are helping to save lives. Receive up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.